Good morning, turtles. This week you are getting a Jackie takeover of Scott's podcast one day at a time. I am a member of the Turtle Program and a huge fan of the community and all you wonderful people who help make Turtle what it is. This week we're going to be having one-to-one chats with the coaches about themselves, questions you've put forward, and around the theme of the Octagon Challenge. So, Straffin, this is my first time leading a podcast. It is a huge fear of mine, but at Turtle, we are all about trying new things, all about pushing ourselves to be the best version that we can be. So here I am leading a podcast. There you are, getting your steps in, tuning into Scott's podcast, living your best life. So let's get to it. First up is the very original, very awesome Scott Flair. So good morning, everybody. First on the podcast this week before the Octagon Challenge kicks off is one of the co-founders of Turtle, Scott Flair. Welcome to your own podcast. Well, I've never, I've never heard of this podcast. I'm really pumped for it. I'm really excited. Oh, rave reviews. Uh, everybody loves to wake up to the dulcet tones of your Welsh accent. So uh, I'm sure they're pleased to hear it this morning. <laughs> In a different setting. I'm, I'm you guys, I'm here for it. What's going on then, Jackie? Hit me with some questions then. So what we're going to do, guys, is take you through the questions that you all submitted um, to me on Instagram about Scott, things you want to know, and we're theming them around the eight different parts of the Octagon Challenge, sometimes themed fairly loosely. But the first question that I thought was really relevant for many of your listeners who haven't met you is... What is Scott Flair like in real life? <laughs> exactly the same as him on the podcast. <laughs> What's that like? Exactly the same. Uh, I'd say direct as hell. Uh, potentially, um, yeah, what's, people, what's people explain me as? I'd say he's quite intense, would you not say? To that, I'm, I'm, we're all here for you, Scott. I'm interested in what you think. I think like a bit foolish in a sense, having a laugh, but also love to chat about stuff that's not superficial. So yeah, pretty much like, oh, that's my phone. Um, Pretty much, I would say, direct, doesn't like to chat about fluffy stuff, probably will always get something deeper in, in real life with me in the conversation. Bit foolish, have a laugh, but still, you know, talk about serious stuff. And uh, what else? Mm, yeah, it's that basically the same. I'm all, I'm I'm not, I'm not even joking. Like I think it's exactly the same. Yeah, I agree. Very consistent, very authentic person. Yeah. So um, we've got a whole lot of really nosy people, and oh, yeah. starting with the theme of nutrition, mm. everyone wants to know how many breakfasts you've had today. <laughs> how many breakfasts I've had? Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually didn't have breakfast today. Why not? Just didn't feel like it. <laughs> just yeah. didn't want it. I love. Uh, I I actually decided today too. I went to the shop on the road. This like fancy little shop called Bailey and Sage. I thought, you know, what, I'll go and buy some quality ingredients. And believe it or not, Jackie, I made some pasta today. Nice. You're a chef. Really, really quick. Got two minutes in the in the front in the in the boiling hot pan. Apparently, the instructions were. Um, 
But yeah, I had a massive meal pasta with two chicken breasts today. I'm big. I tend to just want to eat in big batches. So breakfast isn't really a thing for me. Like. Fair enough. And then on that note, then what's your average day like? What, when do you wake up and when do you go to sleep and what happens during the middle of it? <laughs> I wake up usually at six. But if I'm doing a live workout, which I do Mondays and Wednesdays now, which I will be doing next week from Mondays, Wednesdays and Thursdays, I'll wake up at half five because I don't want to be looking tired on the Zooms for you guys. I don't want you to go on a Zoom tired and then you see me going, oh my God, I'm so tired. <laughs> I want you to go, oh, he's got energy. So I need to wake up a bit early, get coffee and all that. But I have to read in the morning. I have to do it. I have to read for an hour or I feel really annoyed. So I wake up at six. I'll get a coffee and I'll read for an hour at least. Sometimes even two hours, eight till nine, just getting ready, admin, stuff like that. And then whatever the day brings, because yeah, I've got to run the entire operation. It just varies all the time. So it'll be like, you know, getting ready for the challenge, loads of Zoom calls to the app development team happens a lot. Talking to the team we have at Turtle, which is very, uh, so we've got Warehouse and Wales. We've got a lot of employees are, are like as like, what's the word, remote workers. Mm-hmm. So doing all that stuff, we do a lot of writing. A lot of, I got I look at loads of research studies every day, and then pick out ones that are the best to get designed for our Instagram, and ones that I want to hold on in my bank in the brain so I can t- explain to people. Um, but yeah, that'll go on for hours. That doesn't stop, so I could do a technique all day. But my day usually finishes at nine p.m. I do my voice note at eight p.m. and I finish at nine somehow. And as I wait six till nine is my days. To be honest. Goodness, that's a long day. That speaks to a lot of passion for what you're doing, which leads us into the next theme of Octagon, which is training. Now, most businesses fail within two years from startup, but um, I have been a member of Turtle for two years myself, and I know it's been going longer than that. And we've seen it go from strength to strength. What do you think has kept you guys going and succeeding? Um. Well, it's a unique combination of one, we've got Louise's, we had Louise's reach and people did kind of trust her because she, she had her own little fitness journey. We also had that Louise and Ryan combination where Ryan was the PT and had also been, had a trustworthy angle to himself because he'd put himself out there. And then basically my self-knowledge from business to come together to make it happen. Usually most businesses fail because if you think about when they start off, you might have an idea of a product or a service, but then you go, oh, we need a marketing agency, or oh, we need a copywriter, or oh, we need to do email marketing, or oh, we need to do Facebook ads. And that could be potentially three different agencies. Mm-hmm. And then you've got to do the product. And then you've got to do, you get a product, you know, design and stuff. And you've essentially got like four or five agencies on the go, or at least one major agency costing a lot per month. And that costs money. Like you're in a, you're in a net negative straight away. But luckily, like all three of our skills and things come together perfectly. So when we started, I was able to do all the mar- all the business sides so of marketing, copywriting, product creation, like challenge design, uh, getting resist manufacturing because I had that with rugby warfare. Uh, I had my own designer as well. So we were able to just put together everything that I learned and those two learned actually. So our costs were just our time or just my time. Awesome. And it just... Then yeah, then it just then it flew. But I think the reason it stayed successful is because like we're very human. I think we're like we we essentially if people don't see it, we essentially 
gave our we we kind of swap our time and lives for you guys during challenges especially because that's how much we care to make their work we bring in so many different stuff that other coaches are happy just doing Instagram posts and sitting back with a bit of cash. They don't want to get involved talking one-to-one to loads of random people on the internet and taking on everyone's problems. They just want to kind of put a, put a fun post up once a day, make mm. a bit of coin, maybe send an email out and kind of keep that distance so that we've gone all in. Like we know so many of you personally and we know more people personally, but we know so many of you personally that other people just kind of might have seen them at the events. Like, oh, hello. I, yeah, I kind of met, I kind of see you comment sometimes you're like a super fan, but actually nothing more than that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and I'd agree with that with my own experience. You guys, because you go deep, it means that the changes in my life has been much more lasting than if, if it had just been you responding to an Instagram post every now and then. Exactly. It's interesting. Though one of the one of the questions that was asked, which I thought was very true for you guys, is you you encourage us to recognize our achievements, but you play down your own impact in helping us achieve those things. Why do you do that? Do you think? Um, I don't know if I play it down. It's like people play themselves down. Like even though you can have, even though like I could give you the best system in the world, I could tell you read this book do this training system with, you know, with to listen to Dr. P, but that still doesn't do anything. Mm. You still have to do the work and you still have to wake up every day and decide to want to improve yourself. So whilst like the plan, whilst we think what we're doing is like, I think we, the thing we put ahead is like what I think personally is the best thing changing, like getting into a read and all this stuff. But yeah, you still, still takes loads of work on the other side. I think it's, it's one of those things in there, like when you do the changes and, yeah, and it works for yourself, you, you know, because you've done the, the change. You go, oh my gosh, amazing. Thanks so much for the system. And then we're like, well, from our side, we've given you this system and you've deployed it, which takes a lot of work. <laughs> so you don't need, I, th- I think it's a bit of both, obviously, but I think uh, I w- would rather, uh, I think it only works if the person's willing to open up to change. And that's the biggest problem in health and fitness. Most people start to plan off with conclusions like, ah, I shouldn't eat carbs. I shouldn't do this. They're so closed off. They're not open to learning. Mm-hmm. That's the hardest part. I think that's true. I also think it is a very modest answer. And, and going back to your earlier point, the fact that you guys bring so much authenticity and, and your whole selves to uh, the Turtle program does mean that it's more than just a system that you're giving us because you give us all of you, which is pretty awesome and pretty special and, and really leads the community. Um, yeah. On the next topic, which is aligned on running. Now, I know that you run like Super Mario, so I won't <laughs> ask you about running tips, but is there a plan to run for world domination and how can we help you guys do that? Run? Well, take turtle global oh how can we take turtle global yeah so running a business into a global ah. meta. sorry it was a, yeah, yeah, it was yeah. a tangential link <laughs> i see i see i see uh i don't know if turtle can be global you know mm. i don't know if the, the if it can scale i don't think it can scale more maybe than it does because of the human element of it unless we keep bringing in this is this is why and i we've we've had conversations with other members in this on the weekly reviews and stuff it's like bringing in people to turtle as experts and stuff right it's hard because 
we if we want someone to be kind of a permanent part of the team who is world class, we're not going to be able to get them full time because they got their own gigs going on, which is understandable. But we need someone to be able to give their time on a one to one basis with a massive Zoom call and take people's lives on board and get to know people. We need people who can commit that way. So I'm saying to do to find those people. I mean, if you could help us find 10 more people like that, then you could potentially scale. Yeah. Um, but I think the way it's going to scale is through the macros app. Like when we do the new uh, launch with a new design, it's not going to be just macros. It's a more of a virtual lifestyle coach. I think if that's the starting point everybody has, if everybody, if we can get millions of people in the world with our app, learning about macros, learning about flexible approach to eating, learning about their own data. If we can get loads of people involved just with our part, that will change loads. And then if they want to, you know, evolve basically to the rest of the stuff, like mindset and book club and, uh, all the challenge based stuff, then happy days. But I think if you, if you think about you, isn't it? think about you, like if you, if you, we can all think about the other, the add-ons we've got. So if I zoom back, back to live like Louise starting days, the, the thing that give people freedom wasn't mindset Q and A. The, the thing that give people freedom mindfully was macros mm. because they realized, Oh, I can eat what I want. And I, and, I, and I am losing weight and I'm not feeling like I'm dieting. Now I feel free. And it's not about learning about the chimp or any book club thing we did. It started off with macros, but we forget that because we've got all these things we add on. So mm-hmm. really getting people to understand macros and eating whatever food you want is key. That's yeah, key. I, I sent you the, uh, I sent Scott a... Um screenshot of something a, a friend sent to me who's on turtle who described macros as a gentle solution and very freeing which i thought was quite beautiful that is nice yeah that's exactly what it is if you could get people to learn that i mean it simplifies everything doesn't it think about yeah. how simple it is it's true it's true um i do think mindset did play a good secondary piece to that though and one of the questions that's come through a few times from people is do you Scott ever fall into the valley of despair or do you find that now you've got the mindset and stoicism knowledge to prevent that even happening I do fall into it yeah I think I am way 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 more secure in the mind though like uh I remember on Saturday I felt a bit overwhelmed and a bit um and then I went into town and I saw like a uh, table with loads of sandwiches on it, cover garden. I was like, why is it a table with loads of random looking sandwiches? And then I turned the corner, I saw just a massive line of homeless people. And I was like, oh. And I thought, like, I was like, wow, that's like put my struggles into perspective. And then I felt better straight away. I just think yeah. being able to take, I'm very good at being able to go quite extreme and go, well, you know what? There's people right now literally dying or whatever. And I, that helps me. For some people, it doesn't help me. But for some people, it doesn't help them. But for me, I can I can pull that in straight away and use it. And it, if you say that to people who are going through shit, sometimes it backfires. Someone's mm. like going through a hard time, you go, yeah, what about people in Africa? They're like, no, nah, it doesn't work. So, yeah, I, I've got, I can do that. I do I do go through value of despair, though. You know, doing the same thing every day over and over in your own flat. Like, I just work on my own because I have to, essentially, because if I work with other people, I can't focus distracts me but i am in my own head all day so that is its own battle and they've been doing that since 2016 with rugby warfare i used to go travel the world and just be on my own working in my own head so that's where i got the skills i reckon i can i can safely be alone in my own head for days 
Mm. That's the that's the main thing. I think people can't do that. People can't spend like a day in their own mind and they freak out. It's true. It's true. And and you've talked to us a lot about stepping away from social media and, and constantly needing to report and actually being peaceful in our own minds. 100 percent Because I know post social media, like I go on it. I use it, and this is the truth. I only use social media because of the business angle, like to make sure people know what's going on about Turtle. I might show some book stuff. Sometimes I think, oh, this is quite cool. I share that, but don't care about. So that was the octagon topic of mindset and mental health. But moving on to mobility and flexibility, we're going to go mental flexibility with you. How has your mindset changed over the last few years? Do you think? Uh, more sensitive since, since starting turtle. Being more, I'm now more sensitive. Sensitive how? What does that mean? Uh, I just used to be. I'm still direct. I used to be. Oh my god! Some people it would really get in the wrong way. I'd be really direct because that's what I think cuts through the most. If someone says something, I just go straight in the answer. Like. Like I can't remember what example I brought up some the other day actually, but it's like if someone says to me now over and over like I'm in a calorie deficit but I don't lose weight I'm not losing weight and I've done that for four weeks for example back in a day I'd be like well you're not in a calorie deficit are you and if you are and you're not losing weight you're the abnormality to the human race which I don't think is true and that's kind of too direct and force it like do you know what I mean it's a bit punchy mm-hmm. now I'd be like. I understand you. You know, this, you, you you're trying to lose weight. You've been in. You think you're in a deficit, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But let me share some like research with you about tracking and all this stuff. And let's go into this to see if there's any errors in your tracking. First of all, which is very normal. A lot of people have errors in their tracking. It could be that we're missing a few things. It could be the weekends are a bit higher than we think, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Let's go in and inquire about this mm-hmm. and have a look into it, like as a team. <laughs> but yeah. back, come on, you're not in a calorie deficit. Shut up. <laughs> I think I think the problem is people really believe that they are. I mean, I know I, as you know, I've battled with my weight for years, and I thought I was eating twelve hundred calories. Um, I actually would. I think I eat more now than I did when I was desperately battling losing weight. But it wasn't that I didn't think I was telling the truth. It's just that I didn't have the tools. So I think you being kind of gives people permission to learn and grow rather than being told off. No, no, exactly. And if you if you keep answering back sharp and direct like that, people then get scared to even ask questions because they feel they get cut down. <laughs> you imagine <laughs> we'll, we'll turn up, but Scott's telling off every week. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's not it's not a good place. And like, who am I to tell people off? Like as if I'm an you know per, per, perfect angel type of thing. So yeah, I think uh, that's the biggest change. Like, well, in terms of who you are, and on the topic of reading and learning, uh, rumor has it that you are the direct descendant of Marcus Aurelius. This um, is true, yeah. your, <laughs> that is, oh, and Napoleon, you're like their love child somehow. Um, <laughs> <laughs> when did your love affair with Marcus Aurelius begin? And stoicism, really? Uh, I think, I think, it ha- I think, I think it was when um, I was listening to like Jim Rohn a lot. A few people have listened to him as like seminars, and I was on my way to work. I used to drive from like Cardiff to Bristol to work every day. I was working as a head of SEO in Bristol when I was like in 2014. And I used to drive an hour, an hour back. So two hours a day of listening to audiobooks. And I was listening to Jim Rohn 
who was really good. And he mentioned the Stoics in one of them. I was like, well, that's Stoics. What are the Stoics? And I remember listening then to, I thought, okay, I'll get this number one Stoic book, which is Meditations. And I put that on order book and it was terrible. I was like, what is this nonsense? Like, it sounds terrible. Is what is it? I didn't understand. It was the personal notes of Marcus Aurelius. I thought it was meditations as in like yoga stuff. <laughs> I was confused. Like, what is this book? But then like, I think it was like Tim Ferriss maybe spoke about Seneca and then I read about Seneca. Then I read about Ryan Holiday, Daily Stoic, about Marcus Aurelius. And then... I looked into Max Rillis more as the character. And then that's when I realized who he was and all, all the sayings and quotes from him. But I didn't go back to the meditations for years. So I like, I liked my, I liked people dissecting it for me mm. back in the day. So I was like, I don't know what the meditations is a bit difficult to read, but then more translations came out then with better translations. I like easier to read. And then when <laughs> I read it again with way more understanding one, who the guy was, what stoicism was as a whole, uh, you know, what Stoicism did for modern day CBT and all this stuff, how it all connects and all this, you know, reading about Epictetus as well. Then when I read him again, I was like, well, this is amazing. This guy, this meditation is an unbelievable piece of work. Mm. Took years mm. though. Took years to, I think you have to be, I think it's hard sometimes. You go into Stoicism and you're like, what is it? And then you're like, Marcus Aurelius, or, you know, say what, what, and it gets confusing. But once you learn about the Stoics and how they started and, you know, to, to today you see it as a wide like bird's eye view you appreciate it way more than mm. so yeah. like 10, 10 years ago probably we started so it's a long time to to follow something and, and to continually get you know value and, and growth out of it and to be sharing that with all of us pretty lucky it's like a doctorate without the <laughs> fancy hat <laughs> therefore um, Thinking of fancy hats, a chef hat, the last topic of Optagon is cooking. Um, so everyone wants to know where you cook up all this energy to be able to do everything you do. You run multiple businesses. You bring your best self in the mornings to train us. You know, you're working insanely long days. How do you do it all, Scott? So, mm. <laughs> I don't know. Like I've always wanted to do uh... – I always, I always, because I come back, I come from a really, like, no, I'm not going to say that. That's not fair. I come from a, a, a very working class background. So like, you know, like council estate, uh, you know, nobody really had money around where I lived. It was quite, it was a nice place. So like people always say like, I'm from this place. So like when I, I grew, I will never change my upbringing ever. But looking back at it now, we're going home now and looking at it through a different lens. I'm like, wow, it is really there's not much opportunity back here. It is, a bit, it is a bit on the lower end. So I always think about that, where I could be back home. So I think I'm doing, I'm, I'm, I'm in London, in a flat in London. Can work, I can wake up and read. I can wake up and, you know, help people. And I just learn appreciative. And I keep, like, so I obviously, I keep thinking sometimes like, Oh, I gotta get up, and I go. Come on, so I'll like you know, you could be. It could be way worse. You're doing. You you are where you are now because you've done things that you wanted to do. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I just bring it back to that all the time. And then what is what excuse do you have? Like what what have you got back to that? Complain complaining. Some people will complain about everything forever in their life. Sad. You have to. Mm -hmm. yes, I think it's normal to complain like an automatic reaction because it's quite in you know, it. It's like a thing we do. But for you to drag it out. And then let it sap energy from you. Is, is there something or someone that's inspired you to think this way? Because it's 
I agree with your attitude, but most people have gone through some pretty tough times to value what you seem to value instinctively or through through learning. But is there something that shaped you particularly, or just right. your upbringing generally? Upbringing. Um, don't know. Like I've. Trying to think, I've always, I've, I've, it's, it's, you know, when you think is in nature or nurture, I've been the same person. I swear, Dan, I've been the same person since I was like 10. Or I feel like, I feel like I'm the same person. I feel like I've had these, I used to have conversations with my mother. I remember conversations with my mother all the time, being like, you know, as long as you've got a roof over your head, la la, be happy, all this stuff. And you talk about stuff. So I always used to have those conversations there. I never, I don't think I've changed much. But then I think, yeah, like back home, maybe wanting to prove myself probably pushed me a lot. I think I remember when I first started a fitness website at like 16 or 17, I remember it was terrible, but I wanted to learn to do it and I eventually sold it. I remember mm-hmm. some boys being like, you know, they make jokes about it and they're like, oh God, just go and play a new website, boy. <laughs> go and play <laughs> a new website. Or you, and then I started rugby off. I remember going to Cardiff back. So I was living in, I was living in Bristol, I went back to Cardiff for a rugby game. And one of the boys, I don't like this group of boys, they're just there. And they were like, oh, what you been, what are you doing? I'm printing t-shirts, is it? As if it's like they simplify it down to the most bit as if it's nothing. <laughs> it's like, man, building a brand, mate. So when I realized that, I was like, these goons um, back home. So, yeah, I just like didn't want to be like, ah. And I just knew, I, do you know what, the, what happened to reading? And I, I remember reading uh, Alan Sugar's autobiography. It was one of the first major books I read, nonfiction, when I was younger. And he mm-hmm. came from a really poor background and reading his story was amazing. So when I read that, and I think my girl, my girlfriend at the time basically finished me because I was reading that book all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I was literally reading that book all the time and always on my, I was saved up to get an Apple Mac and I was always on the Mac all the time as if it was my kid. Like she basically is <laughs> like, yeah, you're just on your MacBook all the time reading Alan Sugar's biography. So, you know, you came over and you didn't speak to me. I was like, it sounds about right. <laughs> sounds about right to me. Um, so I've, I've always just been, I've always wanted more, isn't it? Yeah. It sounds like you're a bit of a dreamer, which which is part of it too, you know? Yeah, you but then, do you know what, do you know, do you know what I realised as well? I never panic, like, don't panic, mm-hmm. even in the worst scenarios when I was in, like, loads of debt. Like, I, I remember Rugby Warfare had, like, a bill of, like, 42 grand from DHL at one point, mm-hmm. just came out of nowhere. And I was like, well, I don't have 42 grand right now. And, uh, you know, the first hour, or first half an hour was kind of like a bit of a panic, like, oh, shit, what am I going to do? But what I always found that I do is I always write the problem out and get a plan in, in place. And I'm like, right, I've got a plan now. And if I just mm. execute this plan, I'm doing the best I can and it, it'll work out somehow. Maybe if it doesn't, it doesn't, but this is what I have to do. And I just I just don't panic about it. Just do it. Nice. I mean, that's what um, resilience is all about. Lots of people have to go through the pain in order to, be able to recognize that they can't control it and therefore need to work yeah, on yeah. that. But but you've shortcut that. <laughs> yeah, basically, yeah. Shortcut it. And also, like, um, get involved. I don't know, like I said, got involved with a lot of online communities back in the day as well. Kind of like you guys got involved in fitness. I got involved with a lot of marketing ones and business ones online when I was younger. Mm. And that helped me with the mindset stuff. I was always, like, learning and stuff. So being part of a community was huge. Yeah, yeah. Community is everything, I think. And um, learned yeah. that thanks to you guys. Yeah. Um last question. 
Um, and this was a question that was given to me in a Google interview, and I thought it would be perfect for you, Scott. You've been given a turtle. You can't give it away or sell it. What are you going to do with the turtle? So I've been given a turtle. Mm-hmm. I can't. Give it away or sell it. What oh. are you going to do with the turtle? Help I'll nourish it, help it live its best life. <laughs> perfect. What's he going to be called? Uh, mm-hmm, tough one, uh, maybe Tertilius, Tertilius <laughs> Fleer. The turtle, he goes and lives his best life. Awesome. Yeah. Well, oh. What is the answer going to be for that then? I don't know. It's, it's meant to be an assessment of how creative you are and how outside of the box you can think. And I mean, I think it pretty much, you just spoke to your true self. It spoke directly to the mission of Octagon. It's all about helping us all be our best versions of ourselves. And also, I think you're committed to doing that for you as well, which is wicked. Yeah. Well, if I'm not doing it, well, you can't listen to me, I'm really, can you? No, no. <laughs> imagine, I'm, imagine I'm just like doing the opposite of everything I tell you to do. Yeah. And you see me one day and you're like, you just I'm like, yeah, wait, more, you're smoking and you're eating six donuts outside and... You're not, you're on your own, you're not doing anything on, and you're not reading. And then just, what are you doing? And I'm like, oh yeah, you know, I'm just telling you guys what to do. I'm not doing it myself. Don't be silly. What's that phrase? Do as I say, nor as I do. Exactly. I think yeah. about that. I'm like, you know, you can't be, you can't be that person. You can't. Role model. Gotta be the best. Gotta be the best.